One, two, three. Hello there, folks. I'm Andy Sixsmith. He is Mike Williams. Hello. And this is the Amateur Hour, the only podcast that takes a lighter look at the pains and the perils of being a very, 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 very amateur athlete. And the only pod that's so amateur, it's only half an hour long rather than the hour that the name suggests. It's a good start, eh, Mike? Oh, yeah, brilliant. Could be, hey, you never know. We might get to an hour, like, one day. This is what I'm, I'm going to say. If, if this lasts any longer than a week, if this lasts any longer than one pilot episode and more than four people tune in, which I highly doubt, I can't wait for people to literally be on tent hooks every week, wondering whether it's going to be 30 minutes, whether it's going to be 40 minutes, whether it's going to be four hours long. I think we're doing all right. I think there's definitely be two views. And that's just going to be me and you. <laughs> so we're already, we're already halfway there. It's fine. <laughs> Mum will listen to it. Actually, no, Lynn wouldn't have a clue how to listen to a podcast. Sorry, Lynn, if you are listening to this, by the way, I'll probably get beaten heavily for that. Uh, just to confirm, Mum doesn't beat me. Um, we're off to an absolutely <laughs> belting start. Anyway, uh, we really should properly kind of introduce ourselves, shouldn't we? Because no one really knows who yes. we are, uh, because we're completely insignificant amateur athletes. So, uh, Mike, introduce yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Come on down. <laughs> Very 90s vibes going on here already. Yeah, 90s baby, that's what I've got to be, isn't it? <clears throat> so yeah, amateur, or oh, love being amateur, it's amazing. Um, so I have recently started taking up uh, triathlon. Obviously background for me and yourself, so it's been swimming, mm. running a bit, injured running a bit, more <laughs> injured, uh, back into swimming. And then I thought, why not? I'll just... Uh, I'll just have got three sports because I've filled it two already. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna add the extra one in. It's like a third, so I start... a third chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Third time lucky. It just happens to be cycling, which I am horrendous at. <laughs> we'll come back uh, to that. Sure. Oh yeah, that's gonna be amazing. So yeah, so I, I've started that last year, kind of. It's gone into this year, which is kind of <clears throat> how we've got round to this, isn't it? With backgrounds in swimming i've done all kinds of other stuff i've done karate cricket archery uh what else have i done Football. i would never get sick of hearing the list of your sports that you've done because it's as fucking random as anything i know done <laughs> and failed at that's the uh, like good. obviously i don't do them now i think that's the that's the divide defining feature of me is that i've got all these sports and not one of them do i do now <laughs> You've made it to the age of what, like thirty-two, and literally you've just shed more sports than snakes shed skin. Yes. Well, you've got to try them all, haven't you? Exactly, That's what mate. Being an amateur's about precisely, and it all leads us up to this very podcast. It's fate. <laughs> People, strong believer in fate. Mike has fucking failed at numerous sports, <laughs> and it's led him all to the Amateur Hour podcast, heard by probably four people. And there is more. There's more sports I'm not allowed to try because my partner won't let me. <laughs> that, I was going to say we're only a few minutes in that sounded like it took a very fucking dark turn immediately just, <laughs> I'm banned from these sports I yeah. can't go anywhere near them I really, want, I really want to try skiing but she just says no <laughs> categoric no sorry who's she just clarify that sorry sorry Laura hi Laura 
Laura won't be listening to it either. Laura's Mike's partner, by the way. She won't yeah. To it. No, she won't be. Definitely not. No. I mean, to be fair, she's probably listening to it from another room and she's probably already put ear defenders on to stop, you know, the noise pervading through the house. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm surprised that we can't hear uh, Reggie, my dog, just howling away because of the noise that's coming out. <laughs> that is what people are going to end up describing this podcast as, just noise. Yeah. Nothing yeah. discernible, nothing interesting. Nothing it's going to be... It's going to be a weekly feature, like find the howl somewhere in the background. <laughs> I was going to say, as long as it's coming from Reggie and not from Laura, we're all right. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've done like shit loads of sports that's like led you up to this. I kind of was that kid, wasn't I? I just wanted to do absolutely every sport out there. I've been around sport yep. all my life. I work in sport as well, which always helps. Um, so did all of these sports, but like you pointed out before, Mike, I, I kind of settled on swimming as well. I mean, who does that? Who chooses swimming over fucking <laughs> football and stuff like that, you know? I wouldn't say I settled on it. I would say that I just got thrust into the water and I happened to be, <laughs> one, not sink, and two, be able to move fairly quickly. It was a, it reminds me actually of a story, well, at school, and I don't think I can go too into depth of this because I'll probably get someone in trouble. Uh, <laughs> but basically, someone claimed that they couldn't swim at my school and they just got hurled into the water. <laughs> and it said, you know what? You either sink or swim. <laughs> and uh, fair play to the lad. He swum just about. He kept his head above water. But it was, oh, it sticks with me. You're seven kid being thrown in it was like do you remember like medieval well not remember but do you know of like medieval times where they used to just chuck witches into lakes and if they sank then you know they were a witch or they yeah. weren't a witch. And if this if they bobbed then they were a witch or something like yeah that. if you floated it just helped that they put them on a hollow barrel that happened to float on the water <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah yeah should bring that back for certain people in society um anyway so i kind of i was a bit like you I'm sure we'll go more into my irrational hatred of numerous members of society over the course of the podcast series. <clears throat> but I was a lot like you. Yeah, I, I, I was all right, like at football, etc. I, I wasn't great at it, but like I did all of these sports as soon as I like could chuck a ball, kick a ball, whatever. I would do it as a kid. But ended up getting into swimming. I was all right. I could float, although you wouldn't say that if I did backstroke, would you, Mike? Because no, no. Less no. said about my backstroke, the better. Uh, I was never a backstroke. I looked like I was drowning on my back. And in fairness, and this podcast isn't going to take a sentimental turn many times, but it will do right from the very, very off. Swimming allowed me to meet you at university. Did it? Did yeah. it was? Uh, it was yeah, I, can't, I don't know why I done that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <Just> it was <laughs> inebriation, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, for some unknown reason, I decided that I would. So I stopped swimming at like, what, was that 11? Something like that. Yeah, I was pretty. Well, possibly. Because <laughs> I sat and cried in the pool every time I got in because I didn't want to train. That's <laughs> like, I just got sick of me and just went, no, nah, get out. Weird that you did that when you were 20 as well. I did, I did. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, finished, I finished swimming at like. 11, 12, so like quite young, probably when I was probably coming into my peak, really. But I just could not be arsed with training. Loved racing, yeah, rapid, but couldn't be arsed with. So it was only like, would it be 18 when I went to, to uni and you were just starting the swimming team off? And I thought, yeah, this guy seems seems all right. Seems to know what he's talking about. <laughs> that was your biggest mistake of university. 
<laughs> it was, it was, it was literally a trap. I'm just intrigued to see what Mike Williams' peak could have been. <laughs> oh, honestly, Liam Tancock, eat your heart out. It, <laughs> it could have been, it, it could have been me. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen it. Hundred percent wouldn't have been. Hundred percent wouldn't have been. <laughs> I like that you know, like the swimming at uni was absolutely mm. like I did, you know, like counties, regionals, nationals, etc. But was never good enough to kind of take that further. Basically, I was just too amateur, essentially. Uh, which, to be fair, is is why we created this mm. part. We had yep. this idea like quite a while ago that you know, tons of people do amateur sport out there. They might have done it in the past. They might still do them. They might run, cycle, swim like like you do. Certainly, I nearly said we. I certainly don't cycle because <laughs> I can't balance. Um, play footy, tennis, squash, whatever. And the thing is, right? There are shitloads of funny stories to come out of amateur sport, aren't there? We've all seen the. Yep. Is it yep. like it's so that's so village in terms of cricket, where you've yes. seen like people <clears> being <throat> run out by being hit on the head by their own cricket bat and stuff. And that's like it's a gold mine is amateur sport, an absolute gold mine. There are shitloads of things that people have seen that irritate you, that you've experienced. So I think that's what we want to do, wasn't it? We want to bring all of that together into one very safe space where us purveyors of amateur sport could gather, like a jamboree of amateur sport, if you will. Yeah, ultimately, everybody's shit, but some people aren't. <laughs> Thank you so much for just summarising all of that bollocks that I just came up with there. <laughs> if anyone, this is obviously an audio podcast, but we're doing this on Zoom and just stripping the audio off it. Mike's face when I was literally waxing lyrical about the beauties of amateur sport was priceless there. It was such, just painted with disgust. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's what we're doing. That's why we do this podcast. It's a place to gather if you're... If you just love running, love cycling, swimming, playing football, but you're just a bit bollocks at it, we all are. We're not going to be professionals, so we might as well have a joke about being amateur, right? Um, yeah, 100%. Exactly. That's the point behind it. So we're eventually, <laughs> maybe, going to have guests if more than our four listeners uh, grow over the course of the coming weeks. Um, we shall see. Uh, but we'll also chat bollocks about what we've witnessed that week uh, what we've experienced in our careers. Careers. Uh. careers. <laughs> Jeez, careers. That sounded so professional, uh, which is banned from this podcast, obviously, professionalism. Um, and also, like, what's grinding our gears that week and stuff like that. So a lot of it's going to be <clears throat> probably running, isn't it? Cycling and swimming, because that's what running. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, yeah, there'll be hell a lot of stories from cycling because I am just awful. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. I, I'm not, I'm not great, but yeah, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be predominantly that. I get the sense that's going to be your stance on this podcast, just literally not sugarcoating anything. I, I, I can't. No. When you, when you're trying to road cycle, and you've got to lug the weight of the bike and seventeen stone, it's not fun at all. I've never tried it, but my one wish in this entire world is to see my dad cycle. Um, because if you think you're bad at 17, I mean, Mike's probably closing in on 20 is the lad. Um, he's a big boy. And I would love to see him get on a bike. It would be fantastic to see. Um, Put him but, on a downhill, though. <laughs> he'd fly. 
Dap City fly like Donkey Kong or field Mario Kart games when they get a booster. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. I, I feel like we've spent only the first 10 minutes and I've already slagged off both my parents. Pretty harsh. Sorry, That's man. a good effort. That's a good effort. Well, they're not listening to it anyway, so who cares? Um, no. So, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, hopefully, it kind of makes sense and hopefully it comes together in some <clears throat> podcasty sort of way and we can, you know, get dead rich off it and travel the world and do a tour and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> I'm going to be top uh, top Instagram model. Yeah. Effectively, it's just fucking therapy for us every week to be honest with you. That's yeah, all. why not? Just so we can like, you know, get stuff up off our chest about how crap we are at each of our respective sports. Um well, so I think that's... it's knowing that other people out there are also crap. Like anyone, anyone listen to this and go on. I don't. I think I'm absolutely crap and awful at this. They can listen to this and go. Actually, I'm not as bad as them too. Exactly. So we are providing, in essence, free therapy for yes. a lot of amateur athletes out there. Yes. That's how we're going to market this podcast. Simple. Great. You're going to get used, listeners, if you are listening into uh, us dumbing ourselves down all of the time. Because to be fair, we're not being self-deprecating; we're just being realistic and honest. We are crap at our respective sports. And so, what I thought we'd do because we've introduced ourselves first, but like, what's your story? Where are you at the minute, Mike, in terms of your amateur sport? situation you've talked about like you've just got into cycling but like what are you doing this year what's the plan this year to do events and shit yeah so like i said last year i started triathlon joined a local club um i say I started triathlon i've done one triathlon last year <laughs> <laughs> it was uh that's all i need one triathlon i am a triathlete there you go um, it qualifies. It qualifies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But u- ultimately, I joined that originally because uh, I'd done a lot of open water swimming events Yeah. last year. Obviously, being in the Lake District, there's absolutely loads of go on all right through the summer months. Of course. So joined up there because I thought, I need to get better with swimming. It's where my base is. It's what I want. Uh, and I just kind of got dragged into it a little bit. So... As I got more and more into the club and I met more people and not that I'm easily influenced, but peer pressure got to me and then I was easily influenced. Uh, I decided to sign sign up for uh, the Lakesman Triathlon or the Half Lakesman Triathlon, which is effectively a half Ironman. So for anyone who doesn't sorry, know... Sorry, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> Honest to God, why the hell would you do it? Right, so I've got some justification behind it, right? The first one is... I absolutely suck when people give me loads of peer pressure and I just cave. The, the second one is, <laughs> last year, I managed to, in the open water, I managed to do the distance for the half, so 1,900 metres swim uh, in the lake. That sounds and I, awful. And since, like, 2013, I've run, like, at least one half marathon every year, so I know I can train for a half marathon. So I thought, well, you know, I just have to ride 56 miles and then we're all good. Just the 56 miles, all right. Just the 56 miles, yeah. Just just, just a four-hours ride, it's fine. And then a half <laughs> marathon after that, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. But yeah, that's that's what I've got to be aiming for this year. I've got, got that in got that in June, so five months' time. I'm uh, starting starting fresh now with all my training. So what crack it on. June? 
when have you got it? Uh, 18th. 18th. It's just after my birthday. I'll come. I'll come round after my birthday, and we can. I can rejoice in your half Iron Man. I've, I've got to get through it first. Mate, you'll get through it. Just might take you a week. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it open for. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually, I've, I've only been on this podcast for like 15 minutes. I've already told a lie. I did a. Uh, I did. I did. We don't, do we don't care about that, mate. We can lie as much as you want, you know. I but... did do one triathlon over the space of a day during lockdown. <laughs> right. How long was the triathlon? Uh, it was. It was. So it was when. So the the national championships have always been in Leeds the last few years. Yeah. So yeah. The, because it got cancelled because of COVID, they put it all online, virtual racing. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll sign up for that because it says within this time period, go and do <laughs> the distances. So I signed up for it, and it was like 400 metres swim, and then it was a 12-mile bike ride, and then it was a 7.5K run or something like that. So that's what I'd done, but I didn't do it in the right order. I went out for I went out for the bike ride on my lunch hour, and then went swimming. Were you meant to do it in the right order? Probably. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying... For definite, yes, but probably. Yeah. I went for I went for a swim that night, and then I thought, oh, I feel quite good. So I just went out and done a seven and a half k run at the end of it all. <laughs> got a, got a nice medal somewhere in one of my drawers, but it's somewhere. So what did you do? Cycling, then swimming, then running. Yeah. You just basically the sp- changed the order of a triathlon. Yeah, in the space of nine hours. <laughs> You might as well have just gone in there and just flashed them the middle finger and just gone, you know what, I don't give a shit if this is National Triathlon. I'll do it my way, all right? I'll take yeah. as much bloody time as I want and all. Yeah, well, they didn't, they didn't care. No, 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 they give you the full weekend to do it. Yeah. Well, but obviously what I'd done, it wasn't even like the same distance. I don't even know what time I'd done it all in. I didn't add it up. Obviously nine hours was the total but... time. But yeah, it was. Uh, that was that, that was fun. Well, you're going to do the Lakesman in the right order, though, right, this year? or? Yeah, I've got to. That would literally be, that would show your commitment to this podcast, if you were to do the Lakesman backward or do it in the wrong order or something, just to fuck someone off, but also <laughs> to show your commitment and loyalty to the amateur hour. Nothing screams amateur more than doing a half Ironman in a wrong order. I've, I've not told you the worst part of the Lakesman. Go on. Obviously, you know me really well because we've not touched on it yet, but we did used to live together. Yeah, we did. Right. Yes. The Lakesman starts at 6 a.m. in the water. Fucking hell. <laughs> you not a chance. No. Right. Mate, you didn't even know 6 a.m. existed as a time when we lived together. So, I, so I've so i got to get up. My bike will already be in transition. I'm doing that the day before. Okay. But I've still got to get up, make sure my tyres haven't gone down, put my bags <laughs> in the transition area, and then get in. I've got to be in the lake ready for it going off at six. So I'm probably going to be in the lake like 10 to six in the morning. And I need to eat. What 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 time will you have to get up to do this? I'm just not sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. Just night before if you want. We're trying, oh, yeah. i crack on and have a few uh, pints. Hey, I'm telling you, that, that's commitment to the Amateur Hour podcast. Oh, no, I'm going. I'm going full. There was no alcohol touching my lips the day before. Or the week before. Or the week. Well, uh, yeah. 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 We'll say the week before. I've got the Great North Swim the week before. So, 
I know, but mate, you're almost turning into a professional. And if you turn into a professional, then you can't do this podcast. And then I'll be left mm. on my own talking to myself. And no one wants that. No, definitely not. No. So you would want a pint at least in between the Great North Swim and the Lake Swim. I'll have a pint after the Great North Swim. Super. And then not sleep the night before the Lakesman because otherwise you'll sleep in. Yes. I'm, go- I'm literally going to have to get up at like four o'clock. Who puts something to start at 6 a.m.? Oh, it's because... Yeah, well, yeah, stupid. For some- Sorry to anyone who's organised the Lakesman who's listening to this podcast, but we're about to just completely blow it out of the <laughs> It's because it's basically the thing with triathlon, which I found too late after I'd started doing this. Mm. After I'd signed up for the first one, they all start early in the morning. And it's basically because stupid people that decide to cycle have to get on the roads and off the roads before it gets too busy. And yet I include myself in that. Cyclists get a bad rap, but I actually think that that's perfectly deserved to slag them Yeah, off. yeah. So the Lakesman's all open roads, so you've got to watch out because there's so much traffic. Yeah. We we were out in it last year, cheering people. It goes past the bottom of my house, so cheering people on, Yeah, which partly didn't help me when I wanted to sign up, and I was like, yeah, I could do this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and there's so many so many, so many, many cyclists on the road and cars, and it was just carnage. Quite a lot of accidents last year. So hopefully I'll be in and out before it gets too busy. The... One I'd done last year in Southport, closed roads, but they can only close them for so long, so they've got to start first thing in the morning, yeah, so yeah. they open the roads back up. You, all I'll say is you're literally selling the Lakesman to anyone here. So, like, oh, by the way, shitloads of accidents last year. Oh, by the way, have to get up at like four o'clock in the morning, some ungodly hour of the morning. I see, I see, I see a shitload. That's a bit harsh. There's like a thousand people do it, and there was like five accidents at an hour. Were there bad accidents or not? This is getting very morbid very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> How bad were they? How many people had they in One. Ooh, one out of five. Yeah, got hit, got hit by a bus. <laughs> so, sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> that's really, that's really, really hard. And I hope that person is absolutely fine. Um, but fuck, that's what you get for doing an half iron, man. <laughs> you, get, you get hit by a bus. I don't know I'll if you... Did you ever see uh, Frankie Boyle? This is completely off tangent, by the way, and listeners will have to get used to this. I'll just go off on tangents. But did you see Frankie? Did you ever watch Frankie Boyle's New World Order on BBC? No, I never did. So, was this before, before or after he got cancelled? Um, this is after he got cancelled, but then got brought back for some unknown reason. I mean, I, I quite <laughs> like him, but still. He was going through, like at New Year, all the star signs and being like, Gemini, this is going to happen to you. Scorpio, this is going to happen to you. And then Libra, he came to, I think it was Libra. And he was like, Libra people, the number 15 is going to be very, very important to you in 2023. Why? Because you're going to be hit by a number 15 bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why, but that just reminded me of it there. One out of five people and they got hit by a bus. Did they survive? Were they all right? Oh, yeah, we're fine. You're in here. Oh, fine. Years, we're fine, yeah. We can laugh about it, then that's okay. Because honestly, I mean, if they died, I'd, I'd feel like the worst person alive. I, I wouldn't have baited you to say they were hit by a bus if I knew that there'd been a fatality on the course. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably drop my foot in it at some point anyway. Okay, but, yeah. so you, you've got the Lakesman coming up. Yeah, got, got, got the Lakesman. I've got other events that are going on, but they're just they're just like smaller triathlons and stuff like that. So, but the Lakesman's the Lakesman's the main the main focus for me this that year. Means, it should be the only focus to be fair doing the Lakesman. 
Okay. So that's Could your be. challenge for the year. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you getting on with? <laughs> My challenge is mental. Like, it's, it's, it's something that I solely regret. Like, and I'm only a few weeks into training for it. And I'm literally 10 days out from the first event. Um, and I am terrified of it. So um, people, if they are listening to this and follow me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, uh, I'm patron of a cancer charity called Facts up here in the Northeast in beautiful Newcastle. Um, and being a patron with Fact turning 15 this year, uh, I thought, what can I actually do? Because I'm a relatively insignificant patron. Like, I'm not famous or anything. So what can I actually do to raise a bit of money for them? And I thought, yeah, I'm going to have to raise 15 grand, aren't I? Because it's a 15 year. Otherwise, it would be 1,500 quid or something, which doesn't really sound as good, does it? 1,500 quid or 15 pence. You know? No. Uh, could have tried to raise 15 quid. I probably could have done that just about. But anyway, 15 grand, what can I do? Oh, here we grow. I'd had a few pints. I thought, brilliant idea. I'll run 15 endurance events in 2023. And bearing in mind, I've only ever ran two half marathons in my life anyway, both of which were the Great North Run. Um, I've never done a marathon. And my knees are completely and utterly shot anyway, uh, off the back of swimming, that well-known heavy contact sport. Um, Brutal. You know, <laughs> I thought running shitloads of miles in 2023 would be the perfect way to celebrate the 15th birthday. So, yeah, we've got, I say we, I don't know who I mean, I've got, uh, 10 half marathons to do this year, one marathon and four other events, which are either 10K or 10 mile. So that's the Fact 15 challenge, folks. Donate and watch me in pain. I think you've missed a trick. I think I think every event should have been a minimum of 15 miles. <laughs> I wouldn't have survived the first. <laughs> I'd have had to give everyone's money back. I think I think every half marathon you do before you get to the finish line, I think you need to turn round, run back for a mile, and then run back to the finish just to get to fifteen. Is that your version? Is that my version of you doing your legs backward? Yeah. Okay, I'll do that if you do legs <laughs> backward. We've got a challenge set on the first episode of the Amateur Hour. Yeah, but I'll just get black as soon as I leave transition on my bike at six a.m. There'll be a black flag just comes out and just goes. <laughs> Well, at least you'll get out of it that way, I suppose. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I honestly I'm doing this this challenge and I'm I'm absolutely fucking terrified of it. I can't lie. I, I can get through the half marathons, no problem. But accumulatively, like the first one should be fine. The second one will be okay. Third one I'll be probably starting to struggle by March. And then there's like a run of doing like a half marathon uh, two half marathons, a 10k. And then the marathon in Leeds. And I've never done a marathon before. And I, I can't pace myself, as no. you, you well your, know. Your Strava looks awful. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Like, Absolutely. I can generally get a nice flat line, and yours is just, like, the opposite of Mount Everest. It just starts at the top, and then it's just you crashing and burning. It's like a heart rate monitor for someone who's died. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely is. Like, I start, like, if I'm going out and doing a 10K run, my first mile will be seven minutes and 15 seconds and I will die on my ass. Yeah. I know your biggest problem that you're going to have on this challenge and I don't think it's getting through the event. So I think you'll do that absolutely fine. Because I know you, I know your training has been going well and it'll continue. Whatever time you set for that first half marathon, you are going to want to beat that every single time you step out <laughs> for that race. 
So I know I exactly what's going to happen. I said this to someone yesterday. I said that that is exactly what I'll do. So this Manchester one in two weeks, I'm literally going to have to walk the fucker and do yeah. it in like four hours. So then it's flat think, as well. Yeah, it will be because it's in a park. Yeah, so you're going to do that. And then you go to another one, there'll be a hill and you'll be like, ah, shit. Yeah, I'll get to like that hill in the Great North Run in September. That one in Which... South Shields where it hits. Which... Oh, at the end? Yeah. It's a right bitch, that. Like, I, yeah. I, I've only ever done two Great North Runs. The first one was when they did Newcastle and then you did a loop back round. Yeah, the City yeah, Centre version. I loved that. That was awful. Oh, man, I loved that one. We did the South Shields, the normal one, and everyone was banging on about this hill and going, oh, this hill's ridiculous. I was like, has it got a patch on that hill that you do when you come up the ramp to come back round onto the... Uh, the, oh, over the uh, flyover, flyover. Yeah. back down to the time bridge. That was horrible. Oh. That was absolutely horrible. So I was like, it can't be any worse than that. Yes, it was. It was god-awful. Like, it felt like you were running up one of those travelators in Gladiators <laughs> back in 1990s television. It's because you can't see the top because there's a corner. You're running through all them trees to that housing estate, <laughs> yeah. and you literally can't see the top. Yeah. You just go, you're just like, when does this end? But I was on my hands and knees. I looked like Gollum. <laughs> that's not hard <laughs> I was literally crawling I think people were passing me wondering what the fuck is this guy doing like, is this, this is the oddest running technique I've ever seen in my life but you know if he wants to crawl along like a you know like a shit dog then that's absolutely fine <clears throat> and that's how I completed it but the cell shields one I was talking to people and I was saying no it'll be it'll be no problem whatsoever I've run in Jesmond Dean for God's sake that's hilly like I've done the Freeman, Paddy Freeman's hill. It doesn't get worse than that. Yes, it is. It is worse. I, I'm still, I'm still a believer that the original course, the original Great North Run course, is once you get past six miles, seven miles, the hills are nowhere near as bad as that town centre one. I just uh, that was it. Fini- it finished on a hill. It was one mile of hill at the end. At it least actually, when you do yeah. the South Shield one, that last mile is just flat. The only problem is you can see they finish around the corner and it just doesn't get any closer. Here's the thing, though. I think I was more excited with the Newcastle one because I knew I was five minutes away from my house. Whereas in mm, South yeah. Shields, I was like, I'm miles away. And anyone who's done the Great North Run knows, unless you live in South Shields, it is absolutely shite to get home. Oh, yeah, it's an absolute pain. Maybe that's what we need to do. That's another episode. What, rewrite the route of the Great North Run? Pros and cons of the Great North Run. (laughs) CC Brendan Foster. (laughs) Hear this. This is the feedback from this (laughs) well-known podcast that's literally just started. Brendan, hear our noise. I've done it six times, (laughs) goddammit. There's people who have done it like 40 times and they're like, it's a class course, don't need to change it. But we've done it six times or eight times between us. We believe that this change is to be made, Brendan. See you next week. I know what they've done, though. I've, I've, have you seen the route for the Great North 10K? They released it like last week, I think it was. Oh, so yes, I did. Yeah. They've changed it. So you used to be down the quayside. I think you finished in uh, Gated Stadium, I think, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So they've changed it now. So you run and you finish where the Great North Run finished in that city centre. So you finish in um, the ex- Exhibition Park. Yeah, yeah, exhibition. You finish right behind Wyland Brewery, so they've changed it, so you finish in there. So you've got to do the same route over the Time Bridge, up through the city centre, and then back out on that massive hill. You finish behind Wyland Brewery. It looks like a good route. So you're back on that hill. You're finishing on that hill again, aren't you? Or finishing just past that hill. 
Yeah, you go up there and turn into Exhibition Park at the top and run down a little bit. I'd like that. I love that route. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back to the Great North Run in future episodes because I'm sure come September, if this podcast is still running and hasn't been cancelled by then or is being listened to by anyone, uh, I'm sure this is something that we're going to do. And the Great North Run is one of the 15. And I, I have isolated that to do my fast half marathon. The other ones, I'm just getting through it. But you are right, Mike. Chances are I'll try and beat my previous times. Yeah. yeah but I want I to do the marathon. The marathon's big, but it's in Leeds, and Leeds is hilly as hell. So that's going to be interesting indeed. Um, yeah, there we go. Great North Run, podcast episode, whatever number it's going to be, the week before you do it, and I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong about it. And good. Always, need- always the positives. We need to find Brendan Foster's email as well, so we can. <laughs> we can it's, a, it's a professional. He's not allowed. <laughs> That'll be a fantastic episode coming up. So basically, folks, stick with us until September. You'll get the absolute blinder episode. It'll be shit until then, but come September, we will get one good episode. We're just going to string everyone along, thinking we're going to get Brendan Foster on. <laughs> Is it bad as well that every single time I say Brendan Foster, I think of the bloke who starred in the Mummy. <laughs> His name was Brendan Foster, wasn't it? Brendan, uh, no, Brendan Fraser, wasn't it? Brendan Fraser, was it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'd like to see Brendan Fraser then in that case from the Mummy. I'm sure, because I nearly said, I nearly said, uh, I nearly said Brendan Fraser as well. <laughs> Did think, worrying how easily yeah. we, we think of the same things. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan Fraser, because not, not that any, not that anybody can see this, but. Uh, <laughs> It's, Where's if, that from? If, if people know the film, he put loads and loads of weight on for a film, and I can't remember if it was the Batman when he plays a he plays a penguin or something, or if it was something else. But he put on, he had to put on loads of weight, and then he put a fat suit on as well. <laughs> what I want to see then, and here's another weird and wonderful challenge from the amateur hour that we're probably never going to see, but you're going to have to get used to these weird scenarios. I would love to see Brendan Fraser in his fat suit, Fraser, not Foster, do the Great North Run. That would be sensational to see. So if anyone knows Brendan Fraser, chances are probably not. But if you do know him, get in contact with him, tell him to do the Great North Run in his fat suit, and we at the amateur will run it with him. And when I say I bet there's someone doing I say it. waddle. I bet there's someone does it this year. I bet somebody runs in some kind of fat suit. Because people are in all kinds of random crap, don't they? They do. Yeah. I say random crap. I couldn't do it. And fair play to everyone who dresses up in, in fancy dresses at the Great North Run because I do it in a vest and shorts and I struggle. <laughs> um, but we're, we're not always just talking... Well, actually, yeah, we are always talking complete bollocks on this podcast. We have got a little bit of struggle. And every week, we want to do things like a little bit different. So we were we put our considerable bonuses together the other week and thought, what can we actually talk about in this podcast? And we thought, you know what? We'll come up with like a week, a question every week. And it'll be stuff like, you know, best moment of your amateur career. <laughs> Again, I've used that word career. I don't know why. We didn't have careers. We just bobbed around basically. Don't know so, about you, but I was uh, definitely well known within my family. <laughs> yeah, for all the wrong reasons, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for being the one who wasn't hit by a bus in fairness. Not when I'm saying any one of the Williams family was hit by a bus. They weren't. I don't, I don't think they were, would 
No, not that I know of, apart from me when I was a child. <laughs> that's, a, that's a metaphorical bus every time you do a run there, in fairness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what we're gonna what we're gonna do this week, I thought we'd keep it nice and generic. Best moment of your amateur career. <laughs> what is what best, is your oh, best moment? Oh, I've got what lots. You? Um right, so I've, what what is my best one? I, I think I think my best one was probably when I PB my half marathon time because it was a really it was a massive high. Very quickly followed by a massive low. <laughs> so I PB my half marathon time. So that was like two or five, and that was at the Carlisle Great Cumbrian Run. Yeah, Hilly Road, absolutely ecstatic. Three weeks later, I tore my ACL, and I was out for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got PB. <laughs> but at least I got my PB. So that that was probably one of the best ones because it's the only time I've actually kind of committed to training. Other than that, like I am, I am the person, and Laura says this all the time. She does her ending. If I say I'm going to do a half marathon, I'll train for like a few weeks beforehand. I say if you eight weeks, I'll start like doing five k's. Yeah, I'll do a run about two weeks before where I knock out about eight mile and go. Ah, that'll do. <laughs> I don't really concentrate on time or anything. I just that was the only time I kind of committed. I was a bit fit, and I got it, and I was absolutely chuffed. Says the man, by the way, who's part of the triathlon club. Yeah. I mean, you've yeah. committed this year. I have committed this year, and that is a bigger shock to myself as it is to everybody else. <laughs> that I'm sticking to it. But the only thing that can possibly top that... Oh, God. It's good happen. It, it does have you in, yeah. It does have you in. It's absolutely brilliant. And if I'm sure it, with all the hundreds of people that will be listening to this, I'm sure some of them will have been on the swimming team at the time. Oh God, yeah. It was when we went to, to Bucks for so the, the oh, no. university championships at Sheffield. Oh no. And again, another PB situation because I have an absolute PB machine. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds interesting. It's once every six years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this so this was where we came, went down to Bucks in November off the back of me doing practically no training. Yeah. And me and you had a bet on that I would PB my fifty backstroke time. I did. I had no faith in you whatsoever. And not only did I did I beat the time that I thought I was going to get, a PB by like a second and a half. Which is a lot over 50 metres, by the way. It is a lot. It is a lot. And the reason why that happened is because Andy bet me a pizza. <laughs> I knew you were a budding fat lad. Yeah. So I knew that if you dangled like the metaphorical carrot ahead of you, you'd fly. So it was reverse psychology. Well, this was back when I was like nine and a half stone. So it was like any food okay. was what I needed. I knew you had a fat lad inside you. Yeah, that's, what it, that's exactly what it was. Out. And that, that is, I think that is probably one of my, it's maybe not my best moment in terms of results, <laughs> but it's definitely my favourite. It's the most expensive pizza I've ever bought. Yeah, when you go to Pizza Hut and you just turn around and go, I'm having everything. <laughs> everything on that well. one pizza, please. It was bloody awful. It's like daylight robbery, and that was before the days of cost of living crisis and everything like that. And all of a sudden, you ordered a fuck off large pizza with like all of the trimmings. Ruined. It was like every, every meat I could possibly get on that pizza. Careful. And it was delightful. It, I'll bet it was, lad. All <laughs> of the free stuff tastes delightful. Well, I like how you've gone down the PB route because that makes me feel absolutely fucking awful because all of my best moments are basically laughing at other people. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which is terrible, really. And I've picked three. One was of the... Sw- actually, two are of a swimming nature. 
in fairness, uh, two are moments you'll probably know. Um, but one was when I got one of our swimmers DQ'd at a race meet. And it was in Middlesbrough. And about 12 of us, I think, went over. And we weren't exactly taking it very seriously, were we? No. Um, it, we weren't that bothered. I mean, we got lost in Middlesbrough. Was that, was that the Masters tournament that we rocked up at? I mean, it's a strong word to use, tournament. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it was an event. Just, why did I say tournament? I, don't know, Gar- I was Gar- saying oh. I was in fucking tournament or something. <laughs> there, like, what? It's because we were talking Harry Potter before this started. That's why. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not get into the deepest, darkest world of Harry Potter because honestly, this podcast will be four and a half hours rather than half an hour. And it's already over half an hour anyway, so fuck it. Um, yes, this Middlesbrough tournament, let's just call it a tournament from now. Um, and we all rocked up from our university. And there was one lad who was a bit chaotic. I won't mention his name. Um, but he was a bit chaotic. Um and anyway, he was talking to us, and I thought it was his event taking place. And I was like, do I tell him? Can I be asked? Not really. So we carried on chatting and taking the piss. And all of a sudden, announcer, heat three of the men's 50-meter fly. And this lad was like, shit. Panic set into his eyes. That's my heat at the other end of a 25-meter pool. So off he ran, <clears throat> flapping like a, a dying duck, down the poolside, trying not to slip, waving his arms at the referees, trying to make it point out that lane three was only empty because he wasn't there and ready for it. Ran all the way to the bottom. It's a miracle that he made it onto the block. All for absolutely nothing, because he stupidly fucking fell in anywhere and got DQ'd. Uh, I don't think he talked to me for a good half an hour afterwards. Um, I remember that because yeah, I was racing him that day and I was never going to beat him in a 50 metre fly and I said to him, I said, oh, I said, I'm going to have you today and he just chuckled and went, oh yeah, right, oh and the, the, Little did he know ice, <laughs> ice skating down the side of the pool for his thing and the, the momentum just tippling him into the water was just like It was the way he leapt onto the block with about a second and a half remaining before they said, take your marks and literally they said, take your marks and he just fell in out of sheer exhaustion <laughs> I don't think he'd ever ran that distance before. And in he went, head first. And the worst part about it was his supportive teammates fucking cheered. Yep. Well, you've got him, haven't you? You got him. We weren't being serious. We knew we had amateur careers ahead of ourselves. So we cheered him. Um, you just got to laugh at these things. That's all you can do. Brilliant. You've got to laugh at them. And that leads me on to my second one, because I won't use the other swimming one, because I'll probably Jeez. mention um, <laughs> I'll probably mention Grimesy a few times. I know we aren't mentioning names, but... Um, <laughs> He was, he, it was genuinely one of the funniest things I've ever seen in swimming. We'll come on to that in a later episode. Uh, but the other yeah. one was running. Uh, and this is a lad I, I train with, uh, a very, very good friend of both of ours. Uh, we did a 10 miler in York uh, last year. And this lad, um, it, it, you know, like those water stations that you get, like where you have yeah. to like, pick up the water. And we're not very coordinated, but I've, I'm slightly more coordinated than he is. And anyway, I'd made a joke because about four water stations in, he'd been picking them up and he couldn't pick up the water bottle properly. And when he did, he would try and dispense of it by throwing it to the side of the road like you do in races. But he would fucking drop it before he could throw it or he would throw it like half a metre or something. And anyway, we got to this penultimate water station or whatever it was. And he picked it up and was like, good lad. See if you can get into that bin, because there were loads of bins, big dumpster bins. Ah, they have the massive ones, don't they? 
Yeah, to hoy them in. And in fairness, it gives you a bit of a challenge because they're not, they're big, but they're far away. But they've got like kids in York acting as like almost wicket keepers behind these dumpster bins to pick up any bottles that miss. You can see what's coming. So <laughs> I'm, you know, kind of egging him on and being like, go on then, lad, see if you can get it into the bin. And he's getting more and more wound up and he's like, fuck this. And he gave it a huge amount of welly, hoyed this pretty much full water bottle towards this dumpster, smacks this kid in the chops. Down he went like Liston. And <laughs> on we went running. I mean, I say running. Oh. I was beside myself. That was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely beside myself. The boy was okay for anyone listening who wants to know that there wasn't any harm done. The boy got straight back up and shouted a lot of expletives towards this lad, <laughs> um, which I can't repeat because although we can swear, we can't swear with that amount of uh, that amount of vigor, shall we say? Uh, but yeah, the only time he's ever hit a target, I think, throwing in his life, and he knocked out some kid in York. Well, you're gonna be proud. You're gonna be proud of that, haven't you? Yeah. Like, I've missed a six foot by six foot bin. But I've absolutely smashed a kid between the eyes with a water bottle. Like, cleaned out a child. <laughs> Best thing he did on that run, apart from the fucking sprint finish, which nearly killed me because I said he died for nine miles and then just suddenly took off like Usain Bolt in the last mile of the run. I was fuming. It was that bottle of water. She didn't want the bottle of Lucas it. Probably what? It probably was a bottle of vodka or something. I don't know. Which, uh... Anyway, so that was kind. Of, that was my best moment in. in... <laughs> Says a lot about my career. That was my best moment. Forget winning national medals and you know regional medals or whatever, or <clears> representing <throat> teams for tennis or football. Give a shit about that. It was cleaning some kid out in York um, during a ten mile race, which I found absolutely hilarious. Um, but anyway, is what is. You, you know what? I said it at the start this podcast is going to be supremely amateur. And yes. we said it was only going to be half an hour long. But I'm, I reckon it's about 50 minutes at the minute. Yeah, I'm about that as well. And you've got swimming in 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm actually doing a sport. <laughs> you haven't been banned from it yet. Um, no, not yet. So what I figured we'd do uh, is pretty much wrap it up there, then in that case, I think, unless we've got anything else to add, Michael. No, no, I think we've... Uh... I think we'll give people a good idea of what the hell's about to happen to their lives. A weird insight into how <laughs> our minds work. I mean, we've covered the big points in the past yes. episode. We've covered people being cleaned out by buses. We've covered, yes. you know, jamboree of amateur sports being talked about. We've covered kids being cleaned out and you doing a legsman backward. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not yeah. Yeah. It is it is the big points. It's what we're it's what we're here for. I think well it's gone. What, this first episode? Yeah. I think it's gone all right. I think we've done well. <laughs> like you say, I'm, I might not always sound it, but I'm ever the optimist. I was literally about to reply fucking terribly, but good on you. <laughs> it was, we'll soon find out when we get a barrage of lovely messages from our viewers. Oh, can't wait. Well, I'm used to that anyway, aren't I? Um, from yeah. certain viewers being called a failed Butler's red coat over the course of my actual working life. And what was it the other week? Geordie Colin Murray to quite enjoy. Shit Geordie Colin Murray. <laughs> Have you just added the word shit in there? It was just Geordie Colin Murray. Oh, oh, so sorry. Is that all it was? Yeah. Was so... it you who wrote the comment? No. no um, I, definitely don't, I definitely don't have, a, have another YouTube account. 
So yeah, no, no, of course not. Not an old. Yeah, I just slay, I slay you all the time. All them comments, it's all me. All fifty of them, uh, different accounts that slay you, they're all me. This is why people say in the career, like, don't get carried away. I'm like, I can't get carried away because there's always dickheads like Mike Williams who is literally round the corner, just <laughs> waiting to sink me completely, like a metaphorical bottle of water to the chops. Yes, but on that note. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Apart from it going sheer bollocks, you know, if anyone has actually listened to it, I can only apologise, but seriously, don't just come back and listen to next week's because it can only get better. Just keep listening to it every week. We're imploring, not quite begging. Don't think we're at the begging stage yet, almost. But we would love you to cast the pod far and wide. So if you have family, friends, training groups, amateur training colleagues, whatever... Tell them about it, have a listen to it, and we in turn will do our level best to be just simply less shit. That's all you could ask for from an amateur. Be less shit every time. <laughs> That's our aim. That's our tagline. <laughs> be less shit. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, that is it. Episode one done. It is time for Mike to say goodbye. Goodbye. And it's time for me to say goodbye. So goodbye. We'll see you next week for another Amateur Hour. <laughs>